0: Was whether a contract was good or not, uh, you know, if they should accept it. And of course, there's lots of things to go into thinking about the. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass Podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. It hey, Dr. Lisa Fost here from Diversify Rx. And I wanted to make a video today talking to you about the difference between Front-end opportunities and back-end opportunities. Now, when I say front-end, many of you pharmacists are going to be thinking of your over-the-counter section. That is not really what I'm talking about in this video. Really, I'm talking about your front-end, um, kind of the first revenue opportunities that you have with a customer or a patient. And I want to talk about the back-end opportunities that you have. So most pharmacy owners really get stuck on the front-end opportunities. And let me go ahead and just define these for you. So we all are are talking about the same thing. Front end opportunity for revenue is really the reason the patient or customer is coming into your pharmacy uh, for the initial the initial visit or the initial reason. So if I have a headache and I don't have any headache medication at home, I drive to maybe my local independent pharmacy and I go in to buy some Tylenol. That Tylenol purchase is probably $6 with maybe $1.50 in profit. That is your front-end opportunity with that patient. Uh, probably not very lucrative. And that's really what ends up happening here is our focused on front-end opportunities maybe drives a lot of patients into your pharmacy, drives a lot of traffic, but it doesn't drive a lot of profitability. And that is where we have to really start thinking differently about the back-end opportunities. So one of the questions that I just got from one of our pharmacy badass university members was whether a contract was good or not, uh, you know, if they should accept it. And of course, there's lots of things to go into thinking about the contract. You know, we we went through the brand, we went through the generic, and he's probably going to make out pretty much breaking even on the contract. And so if we just look at it from that perspective, we're really only looking at it from the perspective of the front-end opportunity. What does that revenue and profit look like from patients on that contract uh, just from the initial prescription fill? And if that's the only thing we were looking at, it would definitely probably be a no go for that for that contract there there's just not enough meat on the bones there's not enough reasons to do all of that extra work to really make no money and no profit however when you Layer in the back end opportunities. I think a lot of these contracts can be worth signing as long as they're decent. There are a few atrocious ones out there that I would highly recommend you stay away from. But these ones that seem okay, you can actually make them good by focusing on the back end opportunities. So let's talk about what a back end opportunity is. So a back end opportunity is the follow-up or the next solution that you can sell to somebody based on their problem. So again, talking about that headache, if I come in for some headache medication and all I buy is Tylenol, then my front end opportunity is very small and I leave the store and I'm not worth anymore. However, maybe you start talking to me about why I had a headache, what maybe you triggered it. Maybe there's something else that I can take for it, maybe there's a prescription medication that you can recommend? Uh, you know, what are the other things that you can be providing? Um, I'm, a, I'm a woman in my 40s. Maybe you uh, suggest I need a, an adrenal test or hormone test or something else. Because I'm now in your store and I am now your customer, you can talk to me in different ways than if I was unknown in your community. And so that presents a lot of back-end opportunities. So when you are focusing on, like, say, a contract, like this member reached out to Me wanting to know if they should accept a contract. What other opportunities could those patients bring for you? Now, this is going to vary very greatly on demographics and location of your pharmacy and what kind of things you guys sell. That's one of the reasons why I'm always talking to pharmacy owners about adding the number of supplements, adding high quality professional supplements, because that increases the back end opportunity of every patient. If you have more things to sell them and you ask them more times to buy things from you, inevitably you will sell more stuff. And that way your patients become more profitable and more valuable to you. So back to the contract of these back-end opportunities. This was a Medicare contract. So these are Medicare patients. A lot of patients on Medicare are obviously older, uh, but they also tend to have chronic conditions if they're getting medications. Maybe they've got diabetes or high blood pressure or uh, many other issues that they need help with. Now, Medicare patients, a lot of times uh, people think of Medicare patients as not having much money um, or not interested in buying other things, but that just couldn't be further from the truth all patients buy ancillary and extra stuff if they see the value in it. Now, if you live in a, in a very, very poor neighborhood, then maybe there is an actual cash crunch and people can't buy the things even if they see the value in it. However, always in a community, there is typically a subset of that community that will have the means to buy stuff if they see the value in it. And so that is where it comes in, where you have got to pre- present something, something that they can buy. You have to educate educate. Educate them about it. And then you need to invite them to buy it from you, because I guarantee you, your community and your city as a whole is spending millions of dollars at other companies that are not your pharmacy. And the only reason that they're spending it at other companies is because those other companies have made it known that they have a product and they want to sell it to them. And you need to do the same thing in your pharmacy. So if we take a Medicare patient, a typical Medicare patient with maybe high blood pressure or diabetes, you you can pick one, you know, what are some other things that they might need? Um, They might be interested in a just multivitamin. Maybe they're waning down on energy and they've got grandkids and they want to try and keep up the grandkids. Uh, Maybe you can talk to them about a nitric oxide supplement. One of my favorite supplements that I think every pharmacy needs to carry is from Berkeley Life Professional. And it's a nitric oxide supplement that will help naturally increase the nitric oxide levels. Now, why is nitric oxide levels important in this This particular group that we're talking about for Medicare, somebody that has a chronic condition. Well, one, as soon as you're approaching 40 and over 40, your body's natural ability to make nitric oxide just plummets. It just goes down. Number two. When you have high blood pressure, making sure you have adequate levels of nitric oxide is important because nitric oxide is a natural vasodilator. So it helps relax and open up those blood vessels. And so it could help them manage their blood pressure better. And if they're diabetic, one of the things that we're most worried about diabetics are is their circulation problems because of the uh, poor circulation that puts them at risk for kidney disease, eye disease, um, having amputations because their circulation gets worse, the worse their diabetes gets. And that is typically what we're concerned about. And so having nitric oxide on board and dilating those blood vessels and making it to where they can get oxygenated. Um, the immune system can respond to any infections is going to keep those diabetics healthy for longer. And so you can provide a supplement like that and offer them to purchase it. They come with these really cool saliva test strips that take 15 seconds. You can test the patient right in your pharmacy and let them know that their nitric oxide level is low and you have a solution. Not every patient is going to buy it from you. You. That's okay. Even if only 5% of the patients buy it from you, trust me, that is enough additional revenue and profit to your pharmacy that makes having a contract worthwhile because you found other ways to monetize those patients. Now there's, there's obviously lots of ways you can, you know, look at those Medicare patients and think, how can I add on diabetic shoes? You know, can we sell diabetic shoes to them? Can we, you know, do remote patient monitoring collaboration with their physician? There's many different ways that you can look at the back end opportunities at your individual patients. And this is why I say pharmacies are sitting on a gold mine is you have hundreds, if not thousands of patients that come to your pharmacy every month. What else can you sell them? It can be completely non-healthcare related. Maybe you sell, you know, local uh, artisan chapsticks in your store, or maybe it's completely clinically related. And it's something like a uh, clinical service or a supplement that you recommend based on their disease condition. But what else can you offer to sell to your patients. That is something that they're going to value and they will open their wallets for because I guarantee you they're opening their wallets for other people in your town, whether that's online or another brick and mortar company, they have spending dollars to give. And what you want to do is increase how much they're spending of their wallet at your pharmacy. Of course, the size of that wallet is going to vary from place to place. Some people are going to have an unlimited size wallet. Other people are going to have a very limited wallet. And so you just want to always maximize that opportunity of capturing the attention of your patient's wallet by offering services and products that they value and they're willing to pay for it. And that is where the back end opportunity exists. And so when you're questioning a business decision, such as, should I sign a contract uh, or should I keep keep taking these patients, or should I keep servicing this type of group? Don't just look at the front-end opportunity, the very initial revenue that's bringing the patient in. That's what the front-end opportunity. Look at the back end opportunity. What other ways can you be monetizing those patients? What other services, what other problems can you be solving for them? Because they will actually love you more and appreciate you more the more ways that you can solve their problems. And so um, I think that is a great way to look at the entire picture, the big picture, and then you can make a decision. Uh, you know, there's always going to be those opportunities that are just terrible, and then no amount of back end opportunities or revenue is gonna make them good. But I think what happens in pharmacy a lot is there's a lot of mediocre opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities that aren't really that fantastic However, when you add in the back end opportunities and you look at the other ways that you can monetize those patients and other services you can provide to them, then those opportunities now become really great opportunities that you should take advantage of. So I hope this has helped us maybe spark some ideas in you. Uh, Think about your patients, think about what else they want to buy. If you really aren't sure, start asking them, ask them, you know, what else do you, what else are you looking for? What else do you buy? What do you think is cool, you know, in our city here that you're spending money on uh, and start having some of those conversations if you're really not sure. But if you start offering, especially I think supplements, professional grade supplements that you can really tie together with their health and wellness goals, I think that is where pharmacies, um, there's many out there that are thriving. And I think every pharmacy owner could be thriving uh, in the supplement world. And so, uh, but take a look at your patients and start asking some questions and be thinking about what else can I sell to them? Make some small goals, make some small goals of adding Five dollars for every transaction on average, then increase to ten dollars on average for every transaction and then 20 and then 30 and just keep pushing those goals so that you're increasing your cash-based revenue and boosting your bottom line profits. So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to post down here. Make sure you subscribe and like. Uh, We very much appreciate it and we'll continue to uh, keep bringing you great content. Feel free to check out our website. We have a ton of free resources for you. It's at diversifyrx.com. That's diversifyrx.com and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you becoming a pharmacy badass is proud to be a part of the pharmacy podcast network